In this episode, I sat down with Mike Grossman from Northern Lights Daylilies in West Concord, Minnesota. This is part two in the wonderful Northern Lights Daylilies program. Mike's program is much different than his wife Kathleen's program. He has been hybridizing a long time and has quite a few amazing introductions out. One of his focuses is on eyes and edges. He likes flowers that stand out in a garden. He is exceptionally picky in how he determines the cultivars that will be introduced, something that I think is essential to a strong hybridizing program. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I enjoyed sitting down and having a conversation with him. Thank you for downloading the Humble Hemorrholic Podcast, where you get to know the people that make daylilies come to life. This is a show to help you get to know the people that share a common love for the genus Hemorrhicalis, or more commonly known as the daylily. We will be discussing a wide variety of topics with daylily leaders, hybridizers, and individuals that simply share a love of the daylily. Along the way, we'll discuss hybridization, different aspects of the American Daylily Society, regional topics of interest, local club topics, gardening basics, trends, and challenges. If you're an emerging or seasoned daylily enthusiast, enjoy gardening in general, or just share a love of podcasts, I sincerely hope that you will enjoy the insights our guests will bring to this podcast. My name is Rhonda Verovin, and I will be your host on this fun adventure. are here in Indianapolis at the Region 2 Winter Meeting, and I am here with Mike Grossman, part two of the Northern Lights presentation. Kathleen Nordstrom was, she called it the warm-up act. I don't know. I think that was a pretty fantastic conversation with her. They, she did mention that, you know, you get two for the price of one, and so I'm really excited to hear the other perspective, the male perspective in this case. So, Mike Grossman, Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you tonight? Doing great. Having a fun time at the uh, meeting here. Seen lots of great talks and beautiful day lilies. Yes. I, I've not been to a meeting where I haven't just met new people, enjoyed meeting new people, having conversations with people I've known for years. It's just so much fun and I learned so much. Oh, yeah. I always have a great time reconnecting with people and then also meeting new people. Every every meeting is fun that way. It is. There's there's nothing like attending a meeting, so I think people need to. I agree. <laughs> and go out of your region, right? You're a region oh, one yeah. person. We're region so. one, and, and we love to come to region two. We, we kind of do the same thing. We have our home club in Minneapolis, but we often go down to Marshalltown to the Pollendabbers, and uh, so we go to other people's clubs just to... Have more people to talk about daylilies with. It's fun. I recently went to a Region 10 meeting, and I hadn't been to a regional outside of our region. Um, I will be attending a Region 1 in the near future, but not this year, (laughs) for obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) It was really interesting because here it's pretty comfortable for me. I know Mm -hmm. many of the players, and if I see somebody I don't know, I can just go up and say, hi, how are you? Right. And you at Region 10, I didn't know a whole lot of people, and I'm a little shy, believe it or not. I'm, I'm a little shy. And it was hard for me to get out of my bubble. 
You know, it was hard to it do is. that. It is. It's and hard so to it meet kind of the people. Me to. Yep. It was nice. And I didn't meet people I didn't like. So it was really, really fun. No, that's one of the things that, that I love about Daylilies. You know, you, you talk about what it is about Daylilies that you love. And I, I was drawn to Daylilies by the flowers, but I stay in Daylilies because of the people. There's no question. Yeah. No the, question. The, the daily people are just amazing people. Uh, you go to the meetings and everybody's so friendly and everybody is having a good time. And um, we we do sell daylilies. And I hear these horror stories from other businesses <laughs> that, that are just mind boggling to me. The daily people are all just wonderful people to deal with. They're yeah. just friendly and honest. And it's just wonderful people. Yeah. And you and Kathleen definitely fit that mold. So just know you're among those Pretty well, amazing you. people. More people need to know about Mike and Kathleen for sure. And it, for sure, people have known about your program. You've been doing this for a while. I've done uh, the daylilies for a while, and I started out really slow. I started out actually in uh, 1999, 20 years ago. 1999. And okay. The the internet was just getting going, and I was looking for uh, some kind of a fancy garden flower. And I came across daylilies. And I recognized fairly quickly that daylilies were much more than I knew, and they weren't static. If you liked something, you could make into something new. And so right from the very beginning, I knew that I was going to be a hybridizer. I so, bought two flowers, <laughs> and I had an idea. It didn't work, but <laughs> I wanted to hybridize. <laughs> so I've got to know then your background. So if you were able to look at two flowers and see, ooh, these aren't static. I know I can do something. What did you do pre-Daylily? Well, so I have a I have a practical background in that my uh, my grandpa had a flower garden and my mom had flowers and vegetables and I grew up weeding with her and taking care of flowers and vegetables and so I had a practical knowledge in that way and I had had flowers and vegetables as an adult. But I also have a uh, background in science. I have a PhD in molecular biology and yeah, I've had so all the you... biology, biology <laughs> classes. And yeah. So I knew how it all worked, theoretically. Theoretically, isn't that <laughs> Of course, the case? as I mentioned, the first two didn't do what I was hoping. But <laughs> Well, daylilies have this funny way of doing things in their own course. <laughs> they do. You have to go where the flowers take you if you're hybridizing. At least Without I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly have a goal in mind, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have lots of goals. And some of them go there. And that's a, that's yeah. a, that's really exciting. There's nothing more exciting to me than when I go out into the fields in the daylily peak bloom and there's going to be brand new seedlings that I've never seen before and they're just there for me to see and that is Christmas every day for a month and it is just amazing. And people have referred to it as Christmas in July over and it over is. because every day you go out and it's a present. It's oh, a gift yeah. right there. It is. Yes. It's got to be exciting. My son, when he had his first, he has one introduction. And mm -hmm. when he had his first bloom, the day before it was going to bloom, I mean, he for weeks had been going out and checking the scapes, you know, and I'm like, please don't be ugly. Please don't be ugly. <laughs> like, that's all I kept thinking is just don't be a dog. And his first bloom had amazing branching. This thing, you wouldn't even believe the branching that this kid was able to get. And the bud count was really wonderful. I'm like, just don't be ugly. Just don't be ugly. And it was this most beautiful pink. Oh, that's and nice. 
the, the look on his face, he's like, look at this, oh my gosh, you know, and so just to see the joy in, at the time, a 10-year-old was just pretty fun. Well, and I'll tell you, that is still the joy that I feel. Uh-huh, right? I, he's not the only one that's going and looking at it every day and watching it as it's getting closer and closer. I right. do that exact same thing. Yes, I think it keeps us young, right? Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> that's fun. That is totally fun. So I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you explaining how you got into daylilies. Oh, well, so so that was it. That, that was it. That I bought, I, I had this plan and I was going to hybridize these daylilies. And in my case, I bought startle and I bought an eye daylily that was a double. And I was going to, I don't one? remember the yeah, name. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. And no it was, it was a, I, I won't say who I bought it from, but it was someone in the South. And of course it did very poorly in the North. <laughs> and I didn't know this was the way things we worked. We have all learned in the north yes. to be uh-huh. very careful. <laughs> and uh, so, but I wanted to have a double that had a toothy edge and an eye, and that was oh, what fun. something there. That was something that was not out there. It was. It would be something that was brand new, and so I had a plan, and it didn't work. But then I slowly, I was um, doing research on breast and prostate cancer, and so I was very busy doing that, and I was raising a family and. Yeah. Uh, the three kids that Kathleen was talking about. And so the, it took a, a long time to build the program up. Uh, but just in the last few years, it's really started to take off. And um, some things uh, have remained the same. I still like really big, bold flowers, and I have a lot of eyed and edged flowers. I think you said your <laughs> yes. son liked those. Yeah. He loves those, and yep. that's why I'm like, oh, I know where I can go to get some. <laughs> yep, yep. And I have a lot of toothy things, and some things have been added. I really have found that I like the unusual form flowers, and so I've been pushing that into my eyes and edges and toothy flowers. And that's exciting for me. I keep trying to get my son to go that direction. <laughs> well, in the north, it, they, it just gives you so many different looks that yes. you can work with that will open nicely. And uh, that is something that's very important to me. And some things have gone by the side of the double. That just hasn't worked for me. No, you just haven't it's pursued just the not, double. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not worked. And, uh, and I do really believe that you have to go where the daily takes you. Yeah. That hasn't been the one thing that has gone, but I've expanded into so many other areas. And, do you ever think you'll go wonderful. back to the double or do you think you're just moving I, I, in the direction of daily? No, I, I won't say that I never will go back because <laughs> the, I, I see dailies here and there that will pique my interest. And I use a lot of my own daylilies in hybridizing, but I also add a few daylilies each year. And I know a secret about you. You're not afraid to buy from the South no. and make them hardy. Yep. And how how are you able to grow Southern daylilies up north. Okay, so so the southern daylilies that we grow up north, they never leave a greenhouse. We have right. a big greenhouse. It's uh, thirty feet wide and one hundred forty eight feet long. So it's just a tiny little thing. Yeah, <laughs> quarter the size of a football field. Right, and. Um, <laughs> We uh, we keep that just above freezing during the winter, so 35 Fahrenheit. But that protects all of the southern things so that we can go ahead and we can buy them. We can use them in our program, make seeds from those, and then we plant those seeds outside. And sometimes the crosses give us great babies, and sometimes they don't. When Kathleen first started, she also did the same thing, and uh, she used Little Showman as one of her parents. And uh, after 
the winter had come and gone. She went out to check the plants in the spring, and she had a row that she called Little No Showman. <laughs> there was a no it show. Was, it was, <laughs> all of those babies had been planted in one row, and it was just gone. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to worry about weeding that No, section. there was no problem there. But she also used Little Leprechaun, and that gave her some fabulous, fabulous flowers that are a real base for what she's doing in a lot yeah. of her different lines. So it can be very successful. And I've seen the same things where it, you take a chance, yeah. but you can bring in traits that you can't get in the North because the people in the South can do a one-year rotation mm -hmm. and they can really move forward in certain areas. And so you can bring yeah. those into the Northern daylilies, hybridize with your own hardy things, and then select in the North. And you can get really nice hardy daylilies that are just cutting edge. It's really fun. Northern hardy daylilies that look... Like fancy southern day Oh, yes, they right? are. They're just as fancy. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about your program? And, you know, I know you do eyes and edges, but let's talk a little bit about your program and how that has evolved over time. Over time, the uh, program has moved to more and more fancy edges and eyes that are bigger and bigger. I've also added a lot of height. When I started, a lot of those flowers were about two feet tall, some a little less even. And I just enjoy a taller flower. And so uh, it, uh, I went ahead and used the nicest tall flowers that I could find. And I then I also made sure that those had escape to go with them. And over two or three generations, you can really bring that into your program. You can really transform your program. If you look for certain traits and go after those traits, you can manage to get there. It just takes uh, concentrating on it. So I've, I've really concentrated on those tall, well-branched scapes in the eyes and edges while getting the big, fancy eyes and edges that will open and look nice in the north. And they're pretty amazing. They, they, they are very, <laughs> they're very bold and exciting. They and are. I do enjoy them. The other thing is in the toothy area, and uh, this is something that I started with startle, which if you don't know that, that was a reddish flower yes. with a toothy edge. But um, I've gone on and there was a lot of Bass Gibson and Ruckus and some of these other flowers that really gave interesting things, but they often were in the cream or polychrome. Or Did you find that with Bass Gibson, I've seen a lot of their babies, it, they look a lot like... The best ones look like Bass Gibson. Yes. yes. So it, did you have any luck... Changing so, the face on that one at all? So that was what my goal was. I, I, I took some of those babies and I crossed them into things with color. Okay. Orange, or not orange, but uh, purple and red. And really nice purples and reds. And it, so those are the things that are just now coming out. It takes a long time to move through the progression of making your seeds and then planting them and then waiting for them to bloom. Especially and in the north. And yes, you're doing especially it outside. in the north. And you know. yeah, we have to test everything outside. We make sure we, we do have the greenhouse to protect some things that are potentially not hardy, but anything that we introduce has been outside for multiple winters. Yes. And so that takes time to do that testing and you lose a significant number of flowers during that testing period. Yeah, and you're picky, so it's and it's important yeah. that you're not just pushing stuff out. Quickly. Yeah, no, 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 no. We we are very picky. Yeah. We 
we'll start with approximately 5,000 flowers for me and 5,000 flowers for Kathleen. That's a lot. And that's each year. That's not how many we have total. That's each year. And uh, then we will select, oh, about 150 to 200. And so that sounds like a fair number out of the 5,000. That's a pretty good ratio there, actually. But only about 10% of those actually make the final cut. The ones that we select first get given more space and allowed time to form a clump, which is what you're going to see in the garden. You want mm-hmm. something that'll be a beautiful clump in your garden with wonderful presence. And so we give them space and time and then throw away 90% of those ones that we selected. <laughs> and that can be hard. That can be oh, really hard. And you have a pretty face that you have to oh, throw away because yes. it just doesn't... It, it doesn't mustard. have the bud count or sometimes it's not consistent. Uh, that is really hard. It's hard to just compost. And so maybe Kathleen was talking about the Concord Days celebration. West Concord yeah. is the little bitty town that we are outside of. It's uh, about 900 and some people. And so they have survival days, they call it. That's what it was. And yes. it's the fourth weekend in July. And so in conjunction with that, we have an open weekend that weekend and the weekend before. We have two weekends a year where we are open to the public. Otherwise, we do not have any retail hours. And if you want to come, we are happy to have you come. We'd love right. to have people come. But please send us an email <laughs> of some kind because otherwise we may not be there. We yes. have very erratic hours as to when we're there and when we're not there during the summer. If it gets too hot, we go home when it's lunchtime. Yeah. If it's beautiful, we're there all day long. But um, we love to have people come and visit. And it is spectacular because there's about four or 500 named dailies. And those will be clumped up in uh, mulched beds and they'll look really nice and those will be from all different hybridizers and they are mostly northern hybridizers because they need to be hardy we aren't going to give them any extra cover or anything and while we do have snow a lot of winters we don't have snow every winter and so it can be 20 or 30 below Fahrenheit without the wind chill, and we can have no snow cover. So And that's dangerous. Yes, those yes. those plants, they need to be tough. So if Last they, year was a rough winter for us in Wisconsin. I'm not we, sure what we, it was like We had about an average roughness, and we always lose a few any given winter. It's more common that we will have plants that just do poorly. Yeah. And... Um, when Kathleen and I got together, Kathleen was the only person that I've ever said, you know, you could come south. <laughs> I guess that is south, isn't it? I never thought about that. I live that. in southern Minnesota, and she lived in North Dakota, and she was actually moving south. <laughs> but it's still That's very cold. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, she came, and she brought um, 150 of her favorites, she had about 600 growing in her uh, regional uh, tour garden. Yeah. And so she brought 150 and she made the rainbow garden. And this was a garden that was designed just to show off clumps of daylilies. And so it's only two clumps wide and they're alternated. And there's a nice grassy creek background with corn behind that. We live oh, out pretty. in the country. Yeah. 
But then they're in a rainbow, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, etc. Oh, my goodness. And then way at the far end is... Uh, How about that blue? Very, yeah. Well, it's uh, a little bit on the more uh, sort of blue side. <laughs> but like, we do the so, best we can. It, I was like, do you a, have something to tell us It's a work in here? progress. <laughs> no, but these will be other people's, uh, some of ours, but mostly other people's that oh, we think fun. are going to be award-winning day lilies. And Do you so, know any off the top of your head that, well, like, it, you don't have to go through each of the color spectrum, obviously, but some that are standouts in that bed? Kathleen has this rainbow garden, and it, there's about 10 or so of any given color, and those are flowers that we think are really outstanding in their color, and often they're fairly new flowers that are up for awards, that are going to maybe win a stout even. Very cool. And uh, so... Um, Heavenly United We Stand won the stout, stout. this past year, and yep. that's out there. And there's a number of other uh, former stout winners and potential stout winners in the future. Yeah. And then we can take our flowers and we can walk over and say, well, how good a red do I have here? Oh, that's a nice way to compare. Yeah. And is this really a unique flower or did somebody else already do this? And it, that's brilliant. So we we really we do two things. We have our named flowers that we use to evaluate other people's flowers and to vote what we think are the best daylilies out there. As being garden judges. As garden judges, okay. we're both garden judges. Yes. And uh, then we also take our own seedlings and we compare them. How good is Wonderful. this seedling? That's brilliant. More people need to do that. Well, it really is. It, it really, it really, it, it could be a slap in the face sometimes, but most of the time you start to, you start to think about it fairly early. You go and look, how yeah. good is this flower? And then it really does keep you honest. And humble. And humble. <laughs> Because there's a lot of really, really good daylilies out there. there. There's are. a lot of good hybridizers. What are some of your favorite standouts in that rainbow bed? Well, um, I have to say that Neon Flamingo is a beautiful flower. And it's really bold pink. It, it is a very spectacular pink. Yes. Um, there's a lot of other beautiful flowers. Uh, Margot Reed, indeed, is a beautiful flower. <sighs> That is special. Like, that yeah. is just a really, like, perfection. When I think of a daylily in perfection, Margot Reed indeed yeah. sets there's, the standard. There's tons of those daylilies in there. And uh, it, it's a really a joy to just go and walk through there every day. It's, it's so hard to find enough time to just see everything <laughs> because there's also 30,000 of our own seedlings That you blooming. have to look at yep. <laughs> at any given day. Yep, there, there's about 10,000 that are brand new, so they won't be blooming. They just got put out in yeah. June, but there's about 30,000 blooming. <laughs> and so it's just a wonderful, wonderful time to go and walk and see all the flowers. Yeah. I, I think I would be overwhelmed with 30,000 blooming daylilies at once. So it, it would take a full day for me to look, let it, alone it, evaluate. It, it definitely takes some getting adjusted to thinking in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and it is very overwhelming when you first walk out, especially <laughs> in peak bloom. Yeah. I I can only imagine what your first peak bloom must have felt like when you went out there. And, you know, it's exciting, but... Oh, it's very exciting, but it built up gradually. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and so the, I, I purchased this in 2009 and put up the greenhouse. And Kathleen came along, and we had one small strip 
that was about 12 feet wide and 200 feet long that had seedlings that we had just planted the year before. And so then we started laying out more, and this was an old pasture. And so after I mowed it down, it was pretty much a giant yellow field. And in our area, that means dandelions. Yes. (laughs) Tons of dandelions. Oh, the constant battle. <laughs> so, so we've, and then we've just gradually expanded it. And we're on a four year rotation. So each year, a quarter of that field will get changed out. And what we do then is when uh, we have the weekend of survival days and the weekend before that, we are open. And that's pretty much our peak bloom. And people can come to the field that we're going to rotate out. And when I say rotate out, I mean we're going to round up that field. Yeah, you're going to call it. <laughs> it, it. We need that space. There's only so much yes. time and effort that you can put into flowers. And if they can't perform within the, that three-year period, then off they go. And they're going to be just fine in someone else's garden. And that's, so why that's not? that's wonderful. Yes. That, that makes me feel so much better to know that hundreds of those flowers, thousands of those flowers, they go out to all of the local area places and are put out there. And that'll be the best ones. Because when you're there in the garden, what do you buy? You buy what's performing. And so they go and they look through all these seedlings and whatever's performing, they dig up and away they go. And And they just didn't perform for your goal that you were looking for. They performed well, but they didn't meet the criteria of a daylily collector for a brand new introduction. Exactly. And you're very stringent on that. And so that's, and that's a good thing. And so that leaves those people that come and pretty lucky. They they actually, for $5, probably get better than what you could actually buy in a lot of instances. Absolutely. There's no question. It's just uh, such a wonderful thing to see all those flowers going though. I love it. I'm going to have to put that on my schedule for 2020. Well, maybe I could do it in 2019. I don't know. That's after our national. It is. So. It's right after mm. your national. You should come. Ooh. I might have to touch base with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we have some plans. Hmm. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorites that you grow? I grow a lot of yours because, like I said, my son loves eyes mm-hmm. and edges. So he gravitates to your plants. And sure. so I have quite a few of yours. I'll tell you some of my favorites in a bit. But what are some of your favorites? You know, I, I was listening as you were interviewing Kathleen, and I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? It's really hard to not think of what's coming up. Yeah. Because I what what's out there is two or three or four generations behind what I'm seeing. Yeah. And um, that's actually when when you, if you come to our place... Oh, it's not if, Everybody it's should. <laughs> if you come to our place, when you look at the selecteds, you'll be seeing clumps of flowers that are far beyond anything that you could ever buy and mostly never see anywhere yeah. else. I mean, you get very spoiled when you look at that selected <laughs> area. But there are a few that I do like that I think are really standouts from the ones that I've introduced. Um, one of them is Lovey. And my daughter chose that one and named that one after... And your daughter named it. Yes. My daughter named that for her little daughter, for one of her daughters. It was, it's a nickname. And uh, that one it's is precious. a... That one is a very unique and pretty flower. It's the kind of flower that I had a, a farmer and his wife come in and they were 
checking out the daylilies and I was walking along with them and, you know, she was the one that really wanted to see these daylilies <laughs> because as far as he was concerned, if it wasn't nine feet tall and green, what was the point? Oh, got it. <laughs> but we're walking along and we'd, we'd been out there for at least an hour and all of a sudden he stops and he points to this one and he says, that's pretty. And that was the only one wow. out of the whole thing that got his attention. It, well, it got it, his stamp of approval. It, it did. And, and, it, and it's that kind of a flower. It just grabs your attention. What, what Can you describe the color? Because I'm not familiar okay, with that. Okay, so this is, this is an Iden-edged flower. It is a very dark eye and a double edge. And the petal is kind of a... a rose reddish pink color okay. but it's a glowing color and the the real glow though is the very outside that second outside edge is a, a yellow green that Ooh. is fluorescent kind nice. of a color it's very hard to describe but it when you see it it's very unique and uh, um it's been tough for me to move forward with it. I've got a few babies out of it that I like, but it, it's such a spectacular flower that it's hard to improve upon, improve it, upon right? it. Yes. <laughs> um, it's very unique and very recognizable. Um, one of the other ones is a new one this year, and that one is Sweet Miss Rose. Aww. And I it, that one is a dip. I do very few dips, but this one is a dip. It, it is a very large dip that if you see it, you wouldn't maybe realize it was a dip. It's got big, dark green foliage. Um, but this is out of Rose F. Kennedy, crossed with uh, a flower that I had uh, made, a seedling that I had. And the flower that resulted is a big, unusual form, pink rose flower with the big, big green. Big green eye. Eye, throat. And nice. this is, again, one of those flowers. And it... it it has a good scape and a nice height, and it the flower faces you when it I opens. Like when it does that. That's and nice. it's tall enough that that works really well. And this again is one of those flowers that the we get inspected uh, each year, and the nursery inspector came around and he was checking out <laughs> all the flowers, and he came back to me and he said, "There's this one flower, and that was Sweet Miss Rose." So any flower that can grab someone's attention, attention like that. Um, that's a flower that is really, really special to me. Well, I have one of yours that was really special to me. And then when I found out the reason behind the name, I love it even more. And so it was the one you named after your father. Ah, uh, Eddie B's Love. Eddie B's Love, yes. Yep. That was my first Mike Grossman daily. And I love orange. Mm, and, you yeah. know, some bitone action there. And just it's really lovely that thing performs that is a garden clump mm, almost good. instantly yes very very vigorous <laughs> it's very vigorous and just lovely and it's not just a simple orange it's not another orange it's really special it's a very bright orange yes. my mother chose that actually uh my dad had just passed away and my mom chose that and she he he always liked her wearing orange yeah and it, that reminded her of him and it's a it's a just one of those flowers that is a perfect clump, mm -hmm. very straight escapes, yes. nicely branched, beautifully presented, bright, 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 orange, unusual form flowers. Yes. And I didn't know the story and I just loved it. And I was talking with your lovely wife about it and she goes, oh, well, did you know that that's named after his dad? And yeah. I, I didn't know that. Like I was just like, oh, 
it was really a, well, kind of a cool really, that, moment. That, that, that kind of chokes me up that you, yes. you thought it was so cool without even knowing the story. I didn't story. know the story. I just liked it because orange is my favorite color. And oh, I'm, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. in the daylily world, I'm probably not one of, you know, I'm definitely a minority in that because orange is not one of the more popular colors. And I just think it's such a vibrant, brilliant color that just calls you from across the yard. Mm-hmm. And that one calls me from across the yard. It does. And mm-hmm. that's exactly why my mother chose it. She chose it from a, a group of the selecteds and there was more than one orange in there. Yeah. But this one was just really special. It and is. It grows like crazy and makes a clump immediately. So that's always wonderful. Yes. There's one I'm really looking forward to. It didn't bloom for me last year because I just planted it, but Magician's Cloak. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited very, to see that. Very, very dark purple. Yes. Very nice flower. Yeah. Really, really pretty gold edge that yes. is very pie crust, very undulating. Um, the dark, dark color, that dark purple is really nice. And then it has a great scape, really yeah. good scape. Yeah, I got that one. Um, I saw it here last year okay. in the auction. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my son needs that for his hybridizing program. He doesn't know that yet, but he needs oh. it. And so we we plugged it in last year and it's in my friendship bed. So I do have a friendship bed that runs just along my front entryway. So when you walk up to my house, you have to walk past my friendship bed. And so I put friends that um, are hybridizers and people that are special to me that have hybridized, their stuff goes in there. So Magician's Cloak and then, is it Mr. Stipples? Mr. Stipples is a stippled eyed and edged. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. that one went in my friendship bed. Um, Eddie B's Love is... Right next to um, some of Bob Faulkner's special flowers that okay. um, he gifted my son, uh-huh. and it, they complement each other really beautifully. So, oh, and it's good. right up on the other side of my walk. So, mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely a, a Northern Lights presence as you enter my yard. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful! I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I haven't be been fun. to see uh, your yard yet or in your gardens, but I'm well, really looking forward to it. This it is an summer. open garden this summer. So oh, I'll we'll, be there. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, some of those will be blooming when you walk in and you get to see how oh, lovely I'm they sure. are. <laughs> That'll be fun. Now, your lovely wife talked about how people could speak. You know, how, how they could have you come speak at their clubs mm-hmm. and things like that. And I know you do that pretty regularly. What are some of the topics that you guys cover? Or is it specifically on your program? Well, it varies. Um, it depends on the audience. And so I've given very general talks to just garden groups. I've done that on more than one occasion. And they're just talking about dailies in general and then highlighting some of my own dailies. But in general, the people that want to hear about my daylilies are daylily groups. Mm -hmm. And so I will talk about my daylily introductions and the futures and the seedlings. And then also, to a certain extent, about the actual how do we go about choosing the daylilies and how do we make our seeds and how many I think many that's an important and, an important and, thing that people understand yeah. yeah and 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 it just depends on the group and and to a certain extent uh, uh, I let the group lead me I'm very easygoing when it comes to giving a talk you'll learn a lot more if you interrupt me and ask a question because I'll <laughs> slow down and I've given a lot of talks in my uh, in my other life, uh, I was a, a researcher and I gave talks very regularly. 
But if you slow me down by asking me questions, you'll learn a lot more. And I've had it where I've given short talks on one slide because I never made it past that first slide. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there was a lot of questions in there, so everybody was happy to find out things, and that worked great. But uh, it really is just whatever the group wants to hear. I will custom, you can custom make set a up presentation. the presentation, yeah. And Kathleen and I normally do present together, and we can present as uh, just a 45 or an hour for the two of us, or we can each give a 45-minute to an hour. We will also adjust together what we are talking about and what we are showing. We are very different in our programs, you are very different in both style and your daylily program. That's correct. Both the, the style of our daylilies and the style of us. Yes, for sure. We're, we're, we're just very different. And so you can hear completely different things when you talk to the two of us. It's truly a two for one. Yeah. And you can see completely different daylilies because the daylilies are so different. And somebody, uh, when we first were starting out, somebody said, well, how are you going to be able to tell which ones are yours and There's which no ones question. are hers? Yeah, you don't have to. Nobody has to ask. Nobody. Has <laughs> as to soon ask as you it see all. them bloom, you know exactly who's hers. Absolutely, you do. There is no question at all. And both are lovely in their own rights. Oh, absolutely. You know, I love and adore Kathleen's unique minis and um, what she's doing with her Rose F line. Like that's really spectacular mm. in your eyes and edges. My son is like drools over, so mm -hmm. I've got lots of those, and I appreciate those too. I mean, they're showy. Right, yeah. you can't help I but like love the a nice showy, big, bold, beefy. showy things. Yeah. <laughs> so you just can't go wrong with either of your daylilies. So I think people need to take a trek and visit and oh, contact you yep. and see We'd this garden. We'd love to have you come. Yeah, and you know I will be, so that's good. <laughs> and I'm grateful for the invitation. So thank you. And um, I hope that people have you as speakers because they will not regret it. It was such a treat to see both of you speak. It was lovely. Well, thank you very much for giving us the chance to <laughs> chat with you. And it's yeah. uh, it's just a wonderful time to talk with daily people. Isn't I, it? I just can't yes. get enough of it. I honestly can't. Me either. I could sit and listen to people talk daylilies all day long. So this is this is like a selfish project. So it's super fun. <laughs> so thank you so much for agreeing to sit down with me and um, enjoying our well, conversation. Thank so thank, thank you. you. Thank you. enjoyed the show, I humbly request that you subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Help others find us by sharing your favorite episode with a colleague. And if you sincerely enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star rating in iTunes. Visit humblehemorrhaholic.com. That's humble, H-U-M-B-L-E, hemorrhaholic, H-E-M, E-R-O-H-O-L-I-C, all one word, dot com, for a full list of episodes, show summaries, and to subscribe. Got a specific question? Want to sit down and have a conversation? Or simply want to give feedback? Contact me at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at Veroven, V-E-R-O-E-V-E-N, dot com. 
The Humble Hammerholic is a part of the Daylily Pods podcasting network. Visit daylilies.online for more Daylily podcasts.